0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural Beer Goggles podcast, where we
1: shit on your team, and that's it, really. I mean, right? That's all we're gonna do. Too all much. we're here. For.
2: That's basically yeah. it, my friend.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna shit on everybody else's team. Talk about how our team is the absolute best. Today we have Angelo, Howdy, McGuire.
0: Hello there,
1: Justin.
2: Hello, all my Pigeon fans. And Connor.
0: What's
3: happening, baby doll? You know what's good. This the first episode. And since
1: it is pre-draft, we're going to do preseason power rankings. We're going to do the power rankings. Uh, everybody's going to talk about where they have everybody ranked. And, you know? Yep. We're going to do where you're ranked, why we think you're ranked there, and then at the end, we'll get an aggregate ranking of everybody together we'll do a post or a pre-draft rankings and a post-draft rankings everybody ready to rumble oh born ready yeah Rumbling. so my first question is, is did any like honestly this was like the easiest it's been to to rank somebody now that we have a you know post keeper landscape it's been pretty simple to uh kind of figure out where everybody
0: falls i don't know if you guys felt that way
3: I mean, towards the back end, definitely.
0: Yeah. I had (laughs) a lot of
4: difficulties. like, at least two through seven. They were all super close.
2: Yeah, that's how I was, too. Like, um, I've got everybody split up into, like, kind of tiers within the power rankings. And, like, my first and second tier, man, you could really just toss all those guys around and jumble them up, and they would all probably land about the same spot at the the end
5: of the preseason or starting the end of the playoffs. It was really the middle of the league that's uh, most difficult for me to tear out. I've mean, got uh, one, two, three, four, five teams there. Uh, it would be interesting to see what happens.
1: Right. Hey, Maguire, if at all possible, when you're not talking, can you mute yourself?
5: I'm about to get
0: off the interface. So, I oh, will. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> my first Michael Five 4 was honestly really difficult.
1: Um,. I like, honestly, I feel like you can mix and match my one through four, and there's an there's a case for for all of them um, in that one through four. I really don't have too many surprises on my lineup, I don't think. Um, I feel like Justin's definitely got some surprises, um surprises. Um, I'm interested to see where McGuire's are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was relatively easy to kind of f- figure things out. <laughs> But without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started. So how it's going to work is we're going to go step by step. Um, So, like for fourteen, I'll I'll say who I've got, and then if anybody else has that person at fourteen, they'll speak up, and then we'll just kind of all give our
6: justification for who we've got at fourteen.
1: So to start it off, I've got Caleb at fourteen. Anybody else? No one, not only.
5: I, I did. I did until I realized that we're doing a pre-draft ranking. So he's he's still at 13 for me. Burns at 14 until we get through the draft. Burns oh, at 14 for you? Yeah. Okay. Give me a reason I, why. I still
0: have Caleb at 14 because I just feel like
4: Vern's – the few keepers that Vern does have are a little bit more
0: solid than what Caleb was keeping.
2: Um. So not only let's... that – that's where I beg to differ on it. I think Caleb's got the better receivers. And really, you throw Caleb in there with uh, Goddard, I mean, like, Burns got, what, Mozart? That's really the only prime-time player that he's got here. Um, I guess Julio Jones, but that one's still yeah, yeah. kind of fun. I guess in.
0: Julio Jones.
2: I guess yeah, Julio but Jones can be thrown know. in the mix. Like, Julio, Julio on the Falcons? is great right but like it's not julio of old this is late stage julio that is gonna probably take like um a lot of tar- like a lot of targets but he's gonna get picked up a lot by the cornerbacks and whatnot um just because he's gonna be a threat i really think aj brown's gonna be the one that's gonna get like the big sh- uh, time to shine on the titans there so i don't expect a whole lot from julio but like You look at like his tight ends and stuff. He's got Ingram, who's not really shown up over the last little bit, and Tanya. Yeah, he's
1: only Evan Ingram has dropped like you know more passes in his career than Jerry Rice did his entire you know career. So
2: you know, versus Caleb has like you know he's got Goddard, he's got uh, Jacoby Myers looked really really good, Um, Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett. I mean, his his receivers are just here above. The biggest hole he's got is just that damn running back hole. So. yeah, I've got I've got Vern as fourteen plus, plus. he's the fucking new guy of the league, you know. And he he's even stated in the chat he doesn't know what he's doing yet, but he's gonna win. And that's that like, is a know. good
1: point. You do bring up a good point. He is clearly
2: that doing a lot
0: because yeah, you, know, you know here's the thing: he's already aligned himself with Will, and we all know how dangerous is. that is. Crickets. That one didn't land. I, I hear you guys. I definitely understand like where you're coming from. And I think,
3: you know, even with Vern's lack of knowledge in the fantasy football world, the hole that I see Caleb in right now and that he hasn't addressed in multiple different areas, it, it's there's no way to come out of it. You could throw it a team now, pre draft, you could throw it a team after draft. This team is fourteen for me, man. I'm sorry. Here's my problem
1: here's my problem with Caleb. Right. And I understand where you're coming from. From Vern, I just feel like Vern has more depth, you know, on his team right now. Because, I mean, Caleb has one running back, Rashad Penny. That's, a, that's, that's, that's his running back. Who's Rashad that? Rashad Penny. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's, that's all he's got sitting there at running back. He's got Tyler Lockett. Um,
0: and, you know, you brought up Cortland Sutton. I mean, come on, how good is Cortland Sutton going to be? Right, he'll get you enough. Got Teddy Bridgewater throwing
2: to him. Maybe he'll 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 get another Is it Drew
0: Locke?
2: Sutton was I still haven't good even when it if it wasn't for his injury like last year, he was still gonna be a top tier receiver. I mean Sutton's still good. Now I mean we haven't seen it post like what he had an ACL tear or something. Um yeah, know, minor so, injury. Yeah, very minor. Most people come back from it, like, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um but you know, he'll I, I ultimately I, I still think he's a top option over there. Like whether or not like he's going to be top up, you know, top 10 receiver, probably not, but he's going to be a top 20 receiver, um, for sure. So Angelo, I, I don't know. Angelo, what do you got at 14?
5: I mean, I do have Vern there. Um, I think both of these teams on paper, man, are, are real close. It's going to come down to the managing skills and, and see what they do in this draft of ours. Um, yeah, it's just not really looking good for either of them is all I can say. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, or, it's it's really
1: not. I mean, the best thing that Bird has going for him is that he has the first overall pick.
5: Yeah. Yeah, but that's why. Well, that, that comes into up. the next list.
1: Right. I'm just saying that's the only thing he's got going for him is that. He
0: gets but if we're taking
1: pre-draft,
3: pre-draft it's still, we can't take. Can, can we take uh, spots into consideration
1: like that? No, I mean, I'm just
4: saying, I like I did for like, T-Max. like I I
1: added that in. I mean, it's to a plus. We don't know who it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I mean, for all we know, he pulls the trigger on Trevor Lawrence. You know, he pulls a Fergie.
0: Hmm. I mean, the he's Ferg. got
1: four, four picks in the first round. I, he can do it.
0: <laughs> I know.
4: Probably, probably won't hurt his team all that much.
1: So I mean, I think I think consensus, we all agree that Caleb and Byrne are 14 and 13, right? Oh, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I think
5: it's yeah, split. I,
1: mean, I think me, me, Connor, and was it
0: Maguire had Caleb at 14, and then Angelo and Justin had Byrne?
3: Caleb, you're at 14, buddy. Yeah. Do something.
4: I have, I have Caleb at 14 just for
1: that running back cap. It's just. It's the <laughs> well, there you the have ball it, ball. 14 and 13. Uh, you know, at least Caleb is getting some love, um, you know, I did say in my why your team sucks series that uh he will be battling for the shit bowl, so this rings true. Indeed. Uh what do you guys got for what do
2: you guys got for- Say that again you cut out. What do you got for twelve? Hmm. I've got T Mac as twelve.
1: Hmm. T Mac?
4: I have Mean Snake at twelve. Mean so Snake.
3: Mean I also snake. have Blake at twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I've got Blake at twelve.
5: Ooh,
2: dang! What? Yeah, twelve. Consensus twelve, there, huh? Well, yeah,
5: Because let's take a look here. What's the biggest hole when we look at Mean Snake's team?
2: Well, I
1: mean,
5: he's right, got James Conner. Oh yeah, that that running back thing, a little important. <clears throat> yeah,
1: he's got he's got James Conner, and that's it. Um, so I mean, James Conner is better than Rashad Penny and Raheem Mostert, so I mean, he's got that going for him. He also has uh, Marvin Jones. And Ayuk and San Fran, and then T.J. Hawkinson and a tight end. Uh, My personal favorite is that he's got Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. So,
2: well, we all know in this league, the more quarterbacks you have, the likely you are to win. So,
1: (laughs) absolutely. I mean, yeah, you know, and Ben Craven is a living embodiment of that.
3: Yeah, he's hiding Adam Thielen and Will Fuller down there at the bottom. Now, I know Fuller is kind of out for Miami. Thielen definitely a good spot, Uh, and then Juju Smith Schuster as well. I really like that. I think his wide receiver depth is is okay, and that's you know like that's probably the hole that you don't want filled in this league. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I
0: just feel like you know he, he's got those receivers,
1: he's got those names, but
0: there's so many question marks around him,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. I the like, it, thing that, that that I try to look at here, man, is is there more regression on this team or or progression? I mean, from last year for Blake? Mm. Yeah, it's,
2: oh, it, it's regression, regression all day. Yeah, I think know, regression.
5: Day. Yeah, a good margin.
2: I really like the IU pickup, though, that he's got, though. Um, I really think that one's going to be good. I also think Will Fuller is kind of sneaky. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're looking at Thielen, Juju, like, and and James Conner. I mean, none of these guys really scream at you, you know, for um, <clears throat> they're going to be in better spots than they were before, so.
5: Right. And and I mean,
2: will how say, much does, does Jalen Waddle
0: pop in Fuller? Like, how long has Will Fuller been living in the shadow of some other receiver? Hmm, true. I think mm-hmm. both
4: of them kind of coexist in
3: that offense, to be honest. I... Which is funny. That's the same it way as Steelers and the Vikings.
5: Yeah, that yeah. Who prospers more? From who prospers more? From Tua's, you know, play style out there. I mean, definitely Waddle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
5: I mean, also too, you look at Juju Smith. Like I've been a huge Smith
0: Huster hater. Granted, I hate all, the Steelers, so that's not very helpful. But of all the Steelers receivers, I hate him the most.
1: So oh, I, I think that. Uh, Claypool
5: and, what, Deontay? Is it Deontay Johnson? Uh, sir drops a lot, yes.
1: Yeah, and, and Deontay.
5: I think those two step up above Juju Smith. And, I mean, like,
1: he's a big diva.
0: Um, didn't he just get a big
1: contract, too,
0: or a decent-sized contract last year?
3: Juju. Juju. Yeah, Juju. Well, actually, he uh, he took a pay cut to stay with, uh, with Pitt. He could have walked. I think the Jets were offering him a little bit more, but he decided to stay with Pitt. I think he made the right decision there. I agree. I definitely agree. Rest in peace, Corey Davis. Uh, you you left the Titans, and therefore you voided your contract with Blake. Apparently.
1: All right, Corey Davis. <laughs> I love how he dropped Corey Davis, arguably the only one of those receivers who has a solid chance of being a wide receiver. One.
3: <laughs> it's completely just like you're dead to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the only one with a clear cut. This is the guy who's going to get the targets. Like, like, right. <laughs>
3: I can't even root for him. I won't do it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly think his team really centers off of if James Conner can just score touchdowns and if that doesn't happen, then he's probably going to end up at 12. That was really why I ended him there.
5: Let's be clear here. I mean, James Conner is the number two back for the Cardinals queer, right? I mean, that's
2: yeah, I'm
5: pretty consistent with that one. Yeah,
1: and Uh, uh, because their starter is what Edmonds, Mm -hmm.
2: Chase Edmonds, right? Yeah, whenever 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 you can't win a whenever you can't win a
0: training camp
6: battle against Chase
0: Edmonds, you know your career is over.
2: Now, in in his defense,
3: Chase Edmonds has gone on record to say that he's ready to run through a wall. He is ready to take advantage of that first uh, that first string opportunity. So, I mean, I think that's exactly
2: what you want out of your starting (laughs) running
3: back. Exactly. You live in Arizona. Especially when you live in Arizona, apparently oh, there's James, a lot of walls.
2: <laughs> and James Conner, you know, like the line at Pittsburgh, like they were the they were the one that was breaking the wall, not him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh man, who wait? So who had T Mac at? Uh, Yo, that was me. <clears throat> why? So um, pretty much, like it's the running back situation too.
1: Hold on, before we get to that, does everybody have T Mac at eleven? I, I think McGuire yes. does it, but I have T Mac at eleven.
2: I, I
3: do. do. I got T-Mac at 11.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah, so, we're so really Justin, splitting. start us off with T-Mac.
2: Yeah. So, pretty much like with T-Mac, um, you know, he's not... You got uh, Johnny Smith over there that is going to be splitting time with Hunter Henry at the Patriots. And, I mean, I still just shy away from any Patriots player just because you never know who's getting the ball which week. And I just really hate playing those games. So, now he's got a boomer bust <laughs> tight end over there. Um... I mean, the highlights of his team is going to be Stefan Diggs, for sure. Um, you know, Montgomery looks good. Um, Evans um, is kind of an iffy player right now because you don't know if it's going to be Antonio Brown, um, what Godwin's still over there. Um, you've got, you know, of course, Mike Evans. You got Gronkowski. They just have too many options over there where I really see Evans really shining in that offense. And now, like, I mean, you know, it's all coach speaking stuff, but they are talking about Antonio Brown. Um, Connor, you can probably speak a little bit more on that. <clears throat> um but it seems Our like Antonio Brown fan. Right. I think he's really gonna be stepping up and really taking over that wide receiver one role over Evans. Evans has had a lot of time to really be that and he's just not been there. I don't think he really connects all that well with um um Tom Brady. So um saying that, you know, all those rookie picks he's got too, you know, he's gonna be probably tempted to mix in a lot of these rookie picks that he's gonna be picking in the first round. Um so, I'm I'm just curious. He's a big question mark for me. Like, he could do really, really good, but with the way the team is right now, <clears throat> um, I just feel like if you put him up against Blake, um, if Blake fixes that running back hole, um, that's that's really all Blake needs is to really step up to that next tier. But, I mean, we're talking 11 and 12 here. They're, I'm still predicting both of these guys fairly low. Yeah. You know,
4: what really makes T-Max team be 11 for me was the – Cam Akers injury. Like if we oh, yeah. if Cam Akers was on this team with Montgomery and Chase Edmonds, like his team would look would feel a lot different than how it and does one, right now. One
2: last thing too. Um the scariest thing on T Mac's team was the Patriots defense and that's gone, <laughs> so
3: yeah, I will good. say, in T-Max defense, though, after watching that game last night, um, Johnny Smith is going to be that security blanket. Like, that's what they talked about. They didn't have it the year before. Um, after the the game against Tennessee, whenever they lost in the playoffs, Bill Belichick is on record saying that Johnny Smith is the best player after the catch, in his opinion. The guy went out and got him. He's a huge tight end user. Uh, probably the most in the league. I think I, I only project amazing things from Johnny Smith, to be honest. I think he's uh, he's definitely going to... Lighted up this year. Cam with his noodle arm, no wide receivers. He, I mean, that's a tight end ran uh, wide receiver one position team, in my opinion, going forward. Um, so just, just, just I, a little
1: extra. I agree with you that John Smith has potential to be good. But I mean, whenever you are relying on your tight end to win games,
2: um, tight you know, it,
1: it's, yeah, it, it's not a good look.
2: Hunter Henry um, and John over there you know, and I think with Mac Jones, Mac Jones looked pretty decent in the, in the early yeah, game. I looked, really think. The, oh yeah. The sooner they switch over to Mac Jones, um, I think the better. Um, and then I'll, I probably feel better about John U, um, you know, Hunter Henry and really any of the receivers um, with cam in the line. I think it's going to be a running game though. I don't think yeah. so,
3: man. Like cam it's throughout his career. He had uh he had Olsen, man. He, he likes to look tight end as well. Like it's a, it's a, QB one uh, coach situation where Johnny Smith is is in the driver's seat and I'm I'm excited for him. You know, like I, I thought but, he
1: was trying. Like, uh, d- does anybody else
2: disagree
0: with me here? Cam Newton's not the starter. With
2: yeah, I, I don't think so. And I, I definitely uh, see uh, your point, Connor. I just think that you add Hunter Henry in there, and then that's just the split of the tight tight end looks. You know, and I think that's what bugs me and shies me away from either one of those. Coming from the guy that had Hunter Henry and was like, do I keep him? Do I test out <laughs> the Patriots stuff? No, Belichick's burned, you know, plenty of people in the past on that stuff. I don't want to touch it because it's going to be game yeah. script. It's going to be like, what plan did they pick out this week?
4: And Johnny's never really been able to stay healthy.
2: That That's was a big, that that was a big problem last
4: year. Was he, he exploded onto the scene and then he just hurt himself and he was never the same. And it seems like he does that almost every season.
5: Yeah, and that's just—I mean—it's like the Kittle complex. You get these tight ends that are so aggressive after the catch, man. That injury meter goes way up. And you look at somebody like Kelsey Waller, you know, and they're elite in their own right because they can—they can stay a little bit healthier, man. They catch the ball, and you know, they're not trying to truck the rest of the defense to <laughs> make every play a touchdown.
1: I love the George Kittle, the George Kittle complex, it right? Is, like throwing
3: in George Kittle, like that. man. Where did this come from? Well, <laughs> it's that same playstyle,
4: man. T Mac did Love trade the... me George Kittle for Johnny Smith in a first round pick last season. So, that is why he has Johnny
0: Smith. And it's a good comp. Um, I don't know if he's going to
4: well, get the anyways. volume that Kittle's going to get. Yeah.
0: No, I he's
5: definitely not. It says he's got a low floor, man. He, he has a low floor just like last year. He hasn't really progressed or regressed too much. We'll see what he does in the draft and who he's plugging in players. You know, week one. Um, that's yeah. did we talk ta- about I want to take this opportunity.
3: I want to take an no, opportunity we- to take a uh, take a bet real quick. What what um, the water bet? I do think that I do think that, uh, I do think that John Smith's going to have a really good year. I'm going to take a water bet on that.
1: That's not uh, a what, bet. What's, con-
3: <laughs> what's considered well, a really We're going to make though. something out of it at draft. I just want to throw that out there. Where do you place him? I'll crunch some numbers. Um, at least top four.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'll take I, that all I, day. Jesus. So it. you think that Johnny e. Smith is going to do better? Then let's go to the
1: list. Uh, Travis Kels, Darren Waller, Mark Andrews. The top four, not the number one. Well, I, I like. I mean, because like, who who would be fourth there? So, It'd be Andrew,
5: who am I missing? Andrews. Andrews or Hawkinson Andrews. up there. Hawkinson. Even, like, Noah Fant. I mean, I think Fant could have a good year. Uh, <laughs> Noah Fant. I'm think that uh, uh,
0: me and Connor are big haters against Noah Fant. I think that Noah Fant, Fant is
1: not going to be that great.
0: Uh-uh.
3: Um, but, but that aside, I do think top four. I mean, I don't think Andrews and uh, Hawkins also. Like, I, I could see uh, somebody else maybe popping into that top four spot, but
0: as of First right of now, all, Andrew is about to be the de facto only offense over
1: there in Baltimore, besides Lamar Jackson's legs, didn't hey. somebody else go down in camp?
4: Yeah, uh, Bateman just got yeah. hurt. Yeah, young guy. Don't you discount Sammy Watkins week one?
1: Uh, listen, everybody has been discounting since, since the start of his career. The dude was like playing second fiddle to McCole Hardman in Kansas City. Not but week anyways. one. Yeah, okay, fine. You get one week. Congrats mm-hmm. on your big victory.
2: 40 points. Top
1: four. Every week top four. <laughs> that's that's what I'm calling
3: for. That's my water bet. I don't want to get us off track, but top four is where I'm at.
1: All right. Disgusting. Top four. Disgusting. Top four for Johnny Smith.
2: You heard it here first from the uh, Patriots fan. Bold predictions from Dr. Fab. He's never let <laughs> hey, take very hot takes.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, one
0: more thing I want to talk about with T-Max
1: team. T-Higgins. I feel like we kind of glossed over T-Higgins.
4: I think he has a whole bunch of whole bunch of young wide receiver talent on his team.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, I just I like T Higgins a lot.
0: T Higgins is going to be a uh, what's, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes. I think he's going to be. What would be a good
1: comparison? Um, <clears throat> for you, Vincent Jackson. Uh, no, first of all, rest in peace. Uh, one of the saddest deaths. I've ever experienced in my entire life. Vincent Jackson was uh, the cornerstone of my team for many years. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, T Mac, solid for me. I think I had so him at. So
2: here's here's my thing with the T Higgins piece. Like, is it going to be? Is it going to be uh, Chase? Is it going to be Boyd? Is it going to be Higgins? Again, you're just in a situation where there's no clear wide receiver one out of the three, and uh, Burrow's not looking so hot. It's just not.
1: I mean, he did, did. What was his injury? Like, leg, ACL,
4: like, it was a injury. ACL, PCL and meniscus damage.
3: Yeah,
6: he's he's
4: uh,
3: he's not he's not who he once was. I'm not saying he's, he can't throw the ball anymore, but I just they didn't they didn't address the offensive line. So those wide receivers aren't even going to be able to get downfield to get open.
6: Mm.
3: Not, it doesn't matter. Like Cincinnati, what are you doing?
5: Do you think Burrow's even on speaking terms with his offensive line? Like, did they even talk? I mean, mean, they're
2: getting Jonah Williams back. (laughs) Freaking pigeon carriers. (laughs) Like, how far back he has to stay from that line just to get the ball off.
3: (laughs) Even if they get one more piece, I don't think it's going to be enough to do anything.
0: Yeah, I agree.
4: Honestly, doing some kind of mock drafts and other fantasy leagues this year, Tyler Boyd's probably my favorite wide receiver to draft from
0: them.
2: I will say Boyd had the most fantasy points in receivers on that team last year too. Not by much, but he was uh did have the most points. So, you know, they're just it's just hard to tell cuz like it's all boom or bust weeks with those guys. Um there's <clears throat> very little consistency with them.
5: And how high does any of their ceilings really look? You know?
2: No, no. And the floor is shaky at best, you know.
4: <laughs> Center of the earth shaky. <laughs> that, that entire division is just brutal. It's just Joe Burrow has to go up against the Steelers, Baltimore, and the Browns. And it's just yeah. <clears> a lot of big defensive hit.
2: boys coming at you.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: It's impressive that Higgins honestly finished twenty-eighth in both standard and PPR. I could see him moving up maybe four spots like into that twenty-four range, but and any more than that, there's such depth this year. Like any year, but just too many receivers out there.
6: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so All the right. Michael Eleven and
1: twelve is T Mac and Blake, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the consensus. <clears throat> Alright, so ten. All <laughs> right, this is where this is where I think things are gonna get a little interesting. So we're gonna start seeing some variables. I have our reigning champion, Austin ten.
6: Mm.
4: So I split everything up into tiers here. Um and this I think this is where my tier broke. And my my tier was Justin, Ben, and Austin. Um but I, I put Justin here and put Austin at the top of the tier just out of respect for his team and his, okay. his
1: championship. So you've, got, right. so you've got Justin at 10. I've got Austin. Angela, who you got at 10? Justin. Justin. Uh, Connor, who you got at 10?
5: I've got Aaron.
1: Okay. Con- uh, Justin, who do you have at 10?
2: I actually have myself at 10. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so I'm going to go first with
0: Austin. I'll uh, explain. We'll all kind of go around
1: explain why we, uh, we have everybody there. So I put Austin there because, A, let's be honest, he had a historic run through the playoffs um, last year. I don't see that repeating. Uh, I mean, he does have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the few quarterbacks that you can look at and be like, okay, that guy's going to score points. But outside of that, I mean, A.J. Brown, I really think A.J. Brown is going to finish second to Julio this year. Um, As long as Julio stays healthy, I really feel like, you know, Julio is going to be the guy in Tennessee. Um, You you factor in Derrick Henry and, um, you know, all the running. We know he's – we know Derrick Henry's not going to take any targets away. Um, And so I feel like that entire target share that was going to A.J. Brown last year is most definitely going to be, at the very least, split with Julio and I mean, even with essentially the full target share last year, a j brown was wide receiver twelve. so I mean, we're going to
0: see clear regression from a j brown
1: um robbie anderson, he's been a middling you know wide receiver two his whole career. He did finish nineteen last year, which is again wide receiver two. um Noah Fant, I'm not a fan of Noah fant um. I don't. I, I don't think Noah Fant's going to have as good of a year this year as he did last year. And I mean, he finished eighth in tight ends, which, by the way, so here's the drop off with of tight ends. Noah Fant at eight was 124 overall. So, not too excited about Noah Fant. Um, Kenyon Drake. I mean, okay, I guess. Um, Mike Williams is. I mean, he's already hurt again. You got, like, a hip flexor or something, there's no way he stays healthy. And, you know, uh, Kenyon Drake. He, the Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs story is weird. I really think that Kenyon Drake does better as a second running back. You know, uh, I, I don't know why I feel that way, but um, – I just don't think that Kenyon Drake is as good as Josh Jacobs, and I mean they both went to Alabama, so whatever. Which Alabama boy wins? So I just don't think that Austin's team is going to even have. I don't. Like, I think he goes from championship to not even making the playoffs this year.
4: I can I see can that. See I definitely could. I think the off season really fucked his team, um, just with the the running backs going to different places. Uh, Fournette going back to Tampa Bay. Houston doing whatever the fuck they're doing down there with all of their running backs. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just made his solid running back core go Island
2: of misfit running backs. <clears throat> yes.
4: And as of right now, David Johnson is number three on the depth chart. Somehow.
1: So... Who else? Who else had Austin at ten? Um, not me. I think you were the only. Yeah, just you. Okay, so uh, McGuire, who was your ten?
4: My number ten was Justin. Why? Um. So Justin's team, he has, has solid running backs. You know, like I, Alvin Kamara finished number one at the position last year. Jacobs finished eight. Both of those situations are a little bit more murky now. Uh, He's got Lamar Jackson. Uh, You know, I love that about his team. He's pretty much going to start three running backs every week, depending on how the Ravens actually score their points this year. Justin's biggest hole for me is these wide receivers on his team have to take a jump, Um, you know. Tyler Boyd, he's going to be solid. But then his other wide receivers are Brashad Perryman, Chenault, which I, I love Chenault, the player. I don't know what he's going to do in the Jacksonville offense. And then Jerry Judy. Um, you know, it's the same same situation with Judy. Like, I, I love the talent, I love the player. I don't know how good Denver's offense is going to be with Drew Locke. Um, I don't know if Cortland Sutton comes back and takes over the number one role, and Jerry Judy is just kind of there. You know, I don't. I wouldn't do that if I was a coach, but I could see. I could see Denver doing that fairly easily. Um, that was
0: my biggest thing. Was I, I just need Justin's team needed more wide receiver depth. Yeah, see, and I have Justin ranked (laughs) significantly higher. Um, We'll
1: talk more about it later, but I just think he's got, you know, again, one of the few quarterbacks that, you know, can win you games. Um, I think Alvin Kamara has been getting uh, a lot of hate. Um, But, I mean, he did finish as the number one running back last year. Um, So he's definitely, in my opinion, going to finish top Top five, but I just I like yeah. Justin's team better. I think wide receiver depth is a lot easier to get in the draft than running back depth is. So any team that has running back depth is, you know, in my opinion, a superior team. Well, well, this well, is pre-draft, great right? Are like we talking down, pre-draft so. or are we talking post-draft? <laughs> and That's
6: that,
1: my rankings factor in what they currently have. Right, okay. Am I in, in, okay. in, in, in good running backs is an important factor to me.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to get a beeline because I mean, we're I don't want to switch it up like and and say like, oh, well, if we're taking in we're right now where they stand, which I agree, I also have Justin higher, but um,
0: yeah, but think, okay. Yeah, so so you got I,
3: Justin, you got Justin lower. That's that's
2: fine.
1: Well, Justin, Justin, Justin had himself at 10. What's your reasoning, yeah.
2: Justin? Why are you 10? And real quick, Connor, just to kind of level set too, like I think we can accurately predict like like what their potential is with the draft. You know what I mean? Like like obviously, like Maguire, like you know, uh when I'm looking at his like stuff, he doesn't have any picks in the first like um like <laughs> a five, six, seven rounds. So like I'm not factoring his team is what it is, so I've got to kind of make a judgment based on that. But then you look at like, you know, T Mac and he's got like four picks in the first round, like obviously he he'll have an option to fix a lot of holes,
5: hopefully. <laughs> at least one hole is getting filled. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean
2: Yeah, obviously well, like
5: fine. like with right, me right.
2: Um, without giving up too much of my, my strategy here, um, I have to fix receivers, um, you know, and I, I also have to identify a, like my tight end spot um as well, which has been a weak point. So um running backs, you know, quarterbacks only get you so far. Um, you know, we gotta have those run uh wide receivers to step up and get some, you know, and I think that's why like paraman was so important for me. Um, because like man, Boyd, Chenault, Judy, I'm gonna have to pick one of those one of those three to be in my starting receiver spot. But I think Paraman is gonna be um My garbage time Detroit player, and boy, do I love my garbage time receivers. Um, I mean, when it's and
1: they live in garbage time. Detroit basically starts garbage time in the first quarter. So, oh yeah, (laughs) the only
2: problem over there is that I really wish it would have been Stafford in garbage time versus like Goff in garbage time. Like that's the only thing that makes me nervous, right? Um, Because there may not be a garbage time when everything is on fire. Um, um, but we'll we'll see how that one kind of plays out. But yeah, I mean, when I'm comparing myself to like Austin and Angelo week over week, um, you know, um, in my in my rankings and stuff. I feel like I can beat T-Mac, Caleb, um, and Vern, um, and Blake even, but I'm kind of in that spot where everybody else, you know, I'm going to struggle with unless I fix some of the stuff on my team. You know, I'll have big weeks, but um, I can't rely on, like, the solid running back floor. I need some boom players, and I just don't have that. I have really safe floors with a Lamar Jackson and Kamara, like, like uh, boom week here and there. Angelo, who'd you have at 10?
5: Justin as well. Why? And, uh, I mean, here, here's the thing. I mean, man, there's just going to be some regression with Kamara. There has to be. Jacobs, will still probably see a top 10 placement from Lamar Jackson. Um, I know you commented earlier, there's not that We've many players that enough. can win you games from that position, but really there is now, man. Over the past couple of years, if you really look at the quarterback list, um, you know, it's not just Russell Wilson anymore. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's quite a few people in that echelon, and man, that has kind of become like a cornerstone of our league. I, I do feel strongly that you need a good quarterback now. It really makes all the difference to have an extra edge, just like it is the tight end position. Having one of those top uh, tight end guys can really get you some extra points, that extra edge on your opponent. Um, but yeah, I don't think Lamar Jackson just stands out as much as what he did two years ago in this league. Um, things have shifted a little bit. Um, We've probably seen the highest finish from Kamara. Uh, he's going to get all the touches again this year, but that team—pretty rough. It's, it's, right? not, it's not looking too great. And,
0: uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if Your Michael Thomas can come in and, and the yeah, well,
5: well, we'll see if Michael Thomas can come in Week Six and, and help out a little bit. But I don't think it's going to be really. enough to really get Kamara back into that top five. It'll be close. I mean, the dude averages like one touchdown a game, so. Uh, it's, it's pretty unreal as far as Justin's floor goes. Um, what do you guys think of Miles
4: Gaskin? Because I, you know, I've heard all kinds of different takes on him. People think he's going to be what he was last year, to
0: some analysts just think that he's you know, he's going to go away. His team and his flex... On these other two running backs that he has. And Miles Gaskin is my biggest question mark for his
5: team. Yeah. Just the way Justin's team sits, man, and why I think I really have him at 10 is because he's just one injury away from being back in the pod. You know, (laughs) just like complete collapse, and he's going to be, just like last year, struggling to get all the pieces together. I think that's just kind of the way his team has fallen, unfortunately, that he's like, uh, what was it? The Titans coach, man. Is it Steve Fisher? And yeah. It's like Mr. 9 and 7. I just see, see no. that's the way like the Austin, or Justin's team is built here where all the pieces aren't going to come together at the right time. We kind of missed out on Lamar Jackson, Kamara. His big year was last year. He's got all these receivers that are going to be coming up, and it's just not all going to gel at the right time, and he's going to be in that middle ground for a good little bit until he can really kind of f- flop his team around a bit.
1: Yeah, when I was making my rankings – so I said to myself, if Alvin Kamara gets injured, Justin is literally going to be one of the worst teams in the league.
2: Man, I don't like that picture.
1: <laughs> yeah, like if, if, if Kamara really goes down, law.
2: that takes so many
5: points away from your fucking team. Yeah, too. yeah, it's a top-heavy team, man, with, with somebody like Kamara up there. So,
0: all right, who did anybody else, uh, Connor? Who would you have at ten? I had Aaron. Well, that's a good one to transition
3: with. Yep. I think Aaron's team um, has a few names that make you think, wow, you know, I I don't really want to go up against this. But whenever you really start to analyze the team that you're going up against, you're like, man, I I don't know. I'm not actually that scared of it. I mean, I think with Dallas and the DAC uh, question mark that's going all the way in, all the way now, now it's not even like the ankle, which if it were the ankle, you'd be like, okay, I know where I'm at. It's a shoulder. Terrifying. CeeDee Lamb. I mean, I think incredible talent. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks there. I think um, Henderson. Henderson has never stood out to me as like, man, this is the guy I want as my number one. Now, of course, you know (laughs) this is something where LA isn't going to come out and say like, oh man, this really screws us. Because no one's going to say that. But it does. That's just the bottom line of it. And then turning around and trying to rely on that, the guy has never handled that much of a workload. I don't think it's going to work out in his favor. Um, And that just kind of puts him into a situation where not only is he having to go in and and try to salvage uh, getting a few more wide receivers, because, you know, whenever you're starting Sterling Shepard in your flex, again, you're not having good (laughs) weeks. And you got, you know, you got Troutman and Jasicki. I don't know, you know, after everything I've heard from everybody talking right now, like Miami is a big question mark. So this team has so many question marks to me where it's not even like, oh, if an injury, it's like, what do you have? Like, what are you, what are you working with here? And then I think of what you're going into the draft to fill these, these holes, right? That's what anybody does. Um, and there's just not enough, right? There's not enough to fill it. And that's really where I'm at. So I think, uh, the two big names, you know, that really stand out, Tyreek Hill, Dalvin cook, of course, can those carry a team? You know, I've seen Dalvin cook do some crazy stuff. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say that he's, he's going to be like the worst team. But that's why I've got him at 10. I just, I think there's, the question marks are, there's, they're all over the board, man.
1: Yeah, see, and I've got Aaron at 10. And, you know, the thing about Aaron's team is, so there was this, uh, there was this UFC fighter. Uh, me and Connor him. he was this big dude. He was like this brute. He had like a 12 pack. And he fought this like really chubby, like pudgy dude. And, like, you you looked at this UFC fighter, and you go, man, there's no way that little chubby dude wins the fight. Well, the little chubby dude, the the big guy with, like, the muscles, the guy who looks scary, he had a glass chin. That's how I see Aaron's team. Like, at a glance, you look at it, he's got Dalvin Cook and Tyreek Hill, and you're like, oh, shit. And then you look at the rest of the team, and you're like, oh, good. You know?
4: Like, there's not really
0: too much to worry about there, in my opinion.
2: Yeah.
4: So I think but I this have is the why. biggest disparity in this in Aaron.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm I'm big on Aaron this year. I've got him all the way at six. I have Aaron. Let me me finish the alert. Let me finish the alert. (laughs) Hey, who
5: who do you
1: do you have Aaron at nine, Angelo?
5: Yeah, I have him right here.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Finish, finish, finish. Bring us home.
5: So, this is the only advantage that he has. Over Justin is if Hill goes down, damn it, he still has Cook. If Cook goes down, well, damn it, he still has Hill to give him the feeling that you need to compete in our league. Um, and I and I do think we see Lamb take over that that receiving um, core this year. Um, I do. He he just has to pick somebody else up, man. He does have to get that flex spot fixed, and he could become a playoff contender. Um, I don't necessarily see it happening, but but it's there. I mean, obviously Henderson stepping up and giving him a running back. Um, yeah, that, that's big. So he could be a playoff contender, I think.
1: If he's
3: in the yeah. NFC,
5: Angelo, sure, playoff contender. He's in the AFC. That yeah, shit ain't it, happening.
1: That's, that, that's, that's one shit thing shit I consider happening. too. You know, in the AFC, <laughs> like <fucking> – <laughs> That's so that's the difference that I see in, in, in kind of the two divisions. In the AFC, you have to have consistency. Take it from a guy who has been fucking getting boom bust players for years and just putting up insane numbers. Like there there's multiple times where you can get second most point score, but when you're in the AFC and everybody has those consistent fucking players, you know, the, the thing about Tyreek Hill as a second as a second receiver the guy will get he'll win you weeks, but he'll also lose you weeks.
4: You know, it just depends B-b-b-b- on who's Patrick Mahomes is throwing to. Well, right, right. See, he did that before last season, and then last year he was the most consistent wide receiver in the league, other than Devontae. That's
1: not going to happen again. There's no way. There's no way. Who else is there for them to throw the ball to? Are you well, uh, Kelsis, we're going to see Clyde Edwards Hilaire step
0: up, Travis Kels. We're going to see.
1: I think McCole, McCole Hardman. Hardman. Uh, yeah, McCall Hardman. Yeah. Who I'm
4: talking. McCall Hardman is not good. No, Listen, He's going to take. He's going to take some, some of the target share. He's going to be Sammy Watkins 2.0. No,
3: <laughs> how can you even say that? Completely different players now. Come he's on, been at, in least, the at least for come into
4: three if, years now.
6: If like, anything,
5: man, it, no. touchdowns. This, at is, the receiver, his his hardest to this is his third year. This is his third year. Hold on, what, Angelo? touchdowns as a receiver, man, is, is hard to sustain, I think, in this league. And he had 15 of them last year. That really propelled him up the rankings. I would say very easily take five of those away. I mean, that's that's 30 yep. points right there. I mean, that, that drops you down definitely outside, you know, top two where he finished. Could he be a top five receiver? I think so. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he falls back to that five to ten range. Um, and that's yep. if he's healthy. I mean, that, that, that play style, again, a little bit higher risk. Yeah, and McCall yep. and is, as we know, speed. Going in, in my so. opinion,
1: in the NFL, the first thing to go is speed. It's the quickest. It goes away. It goes away super quick. I mean, you look at Calvin Johnson. How many years did he have? Three, three years of being the the fastest player in the league. You right. know, every every year somebody comes in and is the new fastest player in the NFL, and it's because there's so much drop off in speed. And don't get me wrong, I love Tyreek Hill. You know, but eventually his whole shtick which is just being fast you know how many other receivers how many receivers in Kansas City You remember Dante Hall x-factor he was like amazing for three years and then he just fell off the map it's just how it goes with those speed receivers
3: I'm not saying he's gonna fall off the map now I'm not I'm not that far off with it but I do think that uh I don't I don't think that he's the the player that you want to like put your team as your number two that's going to gonna carry you through in the afc now in the nfc sure that sh- that flies that, that that'll get you through baby that'll get you a solid four you're onto the playoffs feeling good
2: yeah I, right, so- I definitely see aaron as the glass cannon though of of the league but that I, that's why i have him so high you know i mean yeah an injury would definitely bust it um but man like it's a solid team in my opinion like all he has to do is find a flex play and hope he hits on one of these tight ends and i don't know i just i, I feel really good with it i think stafford also i think on the rams he's going to be a great qb now that he's in a much better situation than he, than he was over in the um the, the lions unfortunately so oh, all right awesome so, I had, so i had
4: i had uh, more than everybody else does what? what
0: so i had i had aaron at nine who else had aaron at nine was it, was it Angelo? Yeah. Okay. Who's who's nine for everybody else?
2: Um nine for me is Austin. Okay. What about you, Maguire?
0: I had I had Ben at nine. Okay, there we go. Let's get into the Ben of it all. Ooh. I have Ben at nine as well. McGuire? Why do you have Ben at nine? So Ben's team is really constructed a lot like Aaron's team. I just,
4: I do not know. I don't know how far it takes him this year. You know, I he's got Allen Robinson and. Hopkins has two solid wide receivers. He's got two solid running backs and a good quarterback. I think for Ben's team is he just. Other than that, there's there's nothing. There's John Brown. There was.
0: What were you saying? I just. No, no, no! Don't go into contradictions yet. I want to hear the whole the whole scoop. So I.
4: Other than the starters, he has his bench is just awful. Like John Brown is running with the twos in camp right now behind Brian Edwards. Um, he has he kept J D. McKissick, which I think J D. McKissick is going to go away this year. Agreed. Um, I like Gus Edwards, but I just don't know. Don't know what kind of role Edwards is going to have. He has been great with his 5 to 10 carries a game, but what happens when that workload goes up and his efficiency goes down? Um, I think a lot of the reasons why I don't like Ben's team is why you guys were talking about what you don't like about Aaron's team. I just like Aaron's running backs more than I like Ben's running backs.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Connor, is
1: that who you had at 9?
3: yeah i've got I've got Ben at nine, and it's a really simple reason. Um, his team, I think, is stable. Um, but Austin Eckler's a little bit small. I think they're gonna have to rely on that that workload um, from him, and we just you know, I think he's he's a good running back. but if he gets injured, Ben is already, you know, he's he's now relying on two people. and I didn't factor in that Ben has two people to rely on in that situation. Um I think that DeAndre Hopkins with his stance, my body, my choice that guy is not getting the vaccine i think he's historically been a character who just you know he's he's very strong-willed and so um if push comes to shove we we're, we just got to see what's going to happen with the nfl and how how where they're going to take this you know and that's a big that's a big part of it that we you know last year covid had issues we had to deal with this year it's still there you know now it's just on the vaccine side of it and he has the poster child for uh, I don't want the vaccine. I'm not going to get it. And that's, of course, in DeAndre Hopkins. With Hopkins, Ben's team is, you know, solid. It's really solid. I like it a lot. But um, as of where it's at right now, he's definitely in that nine spot for me. But the the names on it are solid um, other than not having a tight end and having no um, no bench depth and also no flex. But at the same time, as we've seen, like, in this league, you, at this point in time, after the keepers that we've chosen, all you're really trying to do is see, you know, at their core what the team has. And that's why I think Ben has a good core if he has DeAndre Hopkins. If you, if DeAndre Hopkins wasn't doing what he's doing right now, Ben, you'd be higher for
0: me. But as of, as it is right now, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if D Hop plays, man. I think that's a good point. It's a very good point. <laughs>
2: Very
0: good. All right. So, Justin, who did you have at nine?
2: Um, Austin. I had Austin. Okay. Okay. So I think think we fleshed him out pretty well. Um, I will say the only comment I have between me and Austin, since we're on that topic, um, I think they paid Drake, um, uh, Kenyon Drake, but um, I really see that more as just a depth signing, uh, maybe a third down signing. Um, Everybody's sleeping on Josh Jacobs. I think that, um, he's just fine. I mean, I I really don't see that they're gonna take. It's he's gonna lose some volume. There will be some regression, but I also think last year was really a uh, um, a busted up year as well. And uh, they've taken apart that offensive line, put it back together, uh, Frankenstein it together, and I, I I feel pretty positive that they're gonna be back <laughs> running the ball with Josh Jacobs like they did uh, two years ago. So um, I'm not worried it's about like it. Like two Josh.
0: All right, well, moving on. What, who is next? What number are we
4: at, eight?
3: Uh, And now we're at eight, actually. So um, if anybody wants to start us off at who they have at eight. I've got Angelo at eight. Angelo going at eight. I also have Angelo at eight. Yeah.
0: McGuire, who do you have at eight? I... I actually have
4: Austin at eight. I know, this was the break of my tears, um, and I put him at the top of this one.
1: Okay. So I have Alex at eight. So we'll let the Angelos uh, speak their mind, and then uh, I'll go with Alex, Angelo. Who do you have at eight? Connor. Ooh, I get <laughs> the. Fir- I think that's the first one of. Oh, no, Justin was the first one.
0: All right, so let's hear let's hear the
1: uh, let's hear the um, uh, Connors or no, not Connor. It was Angelo. Let's hear the Angelos.
0: So I have Angelo at
4: seven, um, right right here with you. Um, Wait, who, no, we're at eight. We're at eight. I know, I know. I'm one away, but my reasoning for Angelo's team being at seven or eight. It Sounds like a very easily uh, consensus eight here. It's just injuries right now. Um, my write up was really based on that. Like if a, if his team was healthy, he may be up at three or four. But you know, he he sold the farm to get Michael Thomas, and it did not did not work out for him. Um, his wide receiver one, three, and four are all hurt right now. DeAndre Swift is hurt. Miles Sanders has just been a disappointment. Um, He's, you know, Darren Waller is hurt already on Angelo's team. Who knows if he comes back? And he's great for the year, but it's almost been two weeks that he's not practiced in camp, and that is, it's a little alarming. Um, and my other thing with Angelo's team is he's keeping two of arguably the top four or five tight ends. He's never going to be able to play Mark Andrews like he. It was kind of just a wasted keep for him. They both have the bye week on the same week. Um,
0: there's unless Waller is this
4: oh i've I've talked to Angelo about these tight ends more than once, I like guess. It's, it's just it's a great value for the his second tight end if you want to keep a second tight end on your team
1: all right, who who else had Angelo at eight?
4: I have it. Yeah, I've got Angelo at eight. and my reasoning
3: for was, um, I. I I like a few of the pieces that he has. I like um, I, I like Joe Mixon as a player. I don't like Cincinnati as a team. Um, I, I who wouldn't want to see Joe Mixon come out and be what we thought he was going to be? But uh, but it hasn't hasn't fully happened yet. Everybody wants that year to finally happen, where it's like, man, take that next step. I just don't see it with uh, Joe Burrow and with the situations that's happening and um, and the offensive line. Man, or it could happen if Joe Burrow recognizes that he's about to get explicit and uh just starts checking down that that's your best option there i don't like the detroit team whatsoever i do like terry mclaurin because you've got old fitz magic coming in throwing that deep ball i think that could be a match made in heaven the the thing i think you have already oh right the the thing i think is sad about um your wide receiver lineup is how good chase claypool is but it's like having a, a sports car with no gas in your garage the reason why I say that is because if we're talking Ben Roethlisberger five, seven, ten years ago, oh man, he gets chased by people, he gets to launch that ball, he, oh my God, it would be a match made in heaven. It's not. The guy is coming off of a year of another injuries, more injuries. He, he's not throwing the ball like he used to, right? We see we see quarterbacks who go through this phase where they even go out there and they say, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm playing the plays I can play. And I think that's why we see Deontay Johnson gets peppered with so many targets. Does that make Deontay Johnson a great player? No. But you do have to factor in the fact that I don't think Chase Claypool is going to get utilized the way that he should be. But man, as a talent, It's It's sad. It's really sad. Um, I don't like Miles Sanders. I think Philadelphia needs to figure out what they're doing with those running backs. Michael Thomas, they just had, I mean, the guy ghosted the team um, that what they're going to one talk with the coach is going to fix everything. No way, no way. And they don't even know who their starting quarterback is. And if it's Jameis Winston, you're in trouble. Everybody's in trouble. Um, So I don't like that situation. I Marquise Brown and uh, Mike or Mark Andrews, Baltimore, I still don't think that uh, Lamar Jackson is going to take the step as the uh, quarterback that we would like to see where he's making the throws that you need to throw. Um, and also, I just, uh, you know, Marquise Brown, he's a smaller guy. So uh, I don't think that that's going to get you that week to week. But as a team, I, I like this. This, this kind of fits that tier. I think we were all talking about it. We're in that middle tier now where it's like, man. Who, who knows what could happen with some of these teams, right? Like I could be dead wrong with a few of these guys and you could just blow up and you could also find two or three pieces in the draft and, and really, oh, wait, wait, do you have any draft picks?
2: Not his first round. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of how ended on that. there. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel with it. I think Angel's team is as, as boom as bust as any one player on his team, you know? um, And, and that's the crazy thing. Cause like, you know, he's really going to have to be relying on those big weeks. Um, you know, I, I think having that ceiling, um, and having that like exponential, like I, it wouldn't surprise me if Angelo topped 200 points, like once in this, in this season, but, um, those other weeks, they're not going to be pretty, especially compared to the league average floor. Um, so you're going to have to really hope you get a good schedule. Um, I think that you'll, I think, I think Angelo will fit into the playoff role, um, but i've literally got him as the 8th seed in the in going into the playoffs i mean it's going to be right there i agree hey,
5: quick question though on this what makes my team worse this year than where i finished last year i guess you know and it could it be me down a lot. It, it could when be a lot of recency bias
2: it's just none of these none of these players are just really um you know, the way the offseason went, like like Swift, I mean, dude, he took a huge um, um, hit with, with just even Stafford leaving. Um, you look at Robinson, he took a huge hit with ETN uh, coming in. Um, you know, and, and Miles Sanders, you don't want any running back on the Eagles team right now. And if you're Miles Sanders, you're, you're looking at losing your position to like three running backs behind you just gnawing at the uh, uh, floor. And I just watched Jordan Howard just level some running back. Um, or some, uh, uh, defensive lineman that came rushing in, uh, through the preseason game, just leveled somebody you play like that. You're going to get time on the, on, you know, on the field. Um, and that's what they need is, is some good blocking running backs that can also catch. And I I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be that. Um, and then Mixon, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just the, 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 the carousel of the running backs you have, um, It's just questionable, and it's not that they're not—you don't have a good lineup with a lot of depth. It's just you really hope one of these guys breaks through their their script that they're going to have written for them so far. So, and one likely will, and you'll probably be okay. But um, I I don't think you know two of the three will by any means. So, and then Michael Thomas—you know—if you you get Michael Thomas. If you get Michael Thomas and he actually plays this year, I have a feeling like, you know, he's going to ghost the team even further. Um, get midseason, they're down, you know, zero, you know six games. Michael Thomas is going to come back in and fix all that. Nah, he's probably just going to ask for a trade. He's <laughs> so, mentally
3: and, shook and imagine he doesn't get the target share.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's are you know, just
3: so close to this being not good.
2: You know, and maybe Michael Thomas goes to like a good, good, um, you know, good situation, or he lands at the Bucks and they've collected another, you know, top tier receiver, and it's completely saturated. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happens with Michael Thomas is a big question mark here.
3: Yeah, I think it comes down to the the teams that these players are on, and a few of these teams are I'm um, I'm very skeptical about.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a good mix of players. Like fuck, heck, I would love to have a few of these receivers, <laughs> you know, so like I I can't sit here and say like these receivers aren't good. I've got you ranked higher than me, but um I think it really is just there's so many question marks, but you have enough question marks that somebody's going to break through that 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 script for the year, so.
4: Right. If we had done these rankings two or three weeks ago, you would a whole probably different be story.
5: Yeah. Than me. I mean, I just the, the whole thing, man, it was injuries and that then- that's not something I've really taken into consideration with my rankings for anybody. Dude, it's training camp. So of course they're going to start sitting out their top tier players that they don't have to get a look at them. Uh, So
4: some teams are doing that, but your top. It's a long season, man. We're about
5: to go into a long season with COVID. mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know,
4: I know. It's just,
5: all, it hey, looks
1: like have, other no, than Team Acres, this isn't a defending yourself podcast. Yeah, this when did right. when did we
3: start
5: defending this stuff? No, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it in because I didn't think we were talking about training camp injuries in our rankings right now, the board. I mean, we're we're <laughs>
2: talking. I ran I ran these rankings today. This is as of today, an hour ago. Right.
5: <laughs> it's just an interesting take, I guess that uh, that you guys put a lot of thought into, or at least McGuire, anyways, into training camp injuries. <laughs> okay, so with your team, uh, hold on, just because there hold was on. a lot. No, I'm just saying across the board.
1: We've talked about Angelo's team enough.
5: I have good things to say about Angelo's team, so we'll get to that. I we'll talk about the Alex
1: Yeah, I want to hear about this.
4: Yeah, yeah I have Alex. Explain today. to me how you have Alex so low.
1: Because listen, first of all, like let me let me pull up his team so I can look at it. I don't like Chris Carson, all right? I think that Chris Carson is, is just going to get hurt. I mean, it's going to happen. Alex has been talking about how Chris Carson is going to be, you know, a top, a top two running back or a top five <laughs> running back for the past, like, three years, and he never makes it that far. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, listen, if you're the Panthers and your stud running back goes down the way that he did – There's no way in the world that you continue to feed like they've been feeding him historically. I mean, right? Like, it's just crazy. So, I mean, I I think Christian McCaffrey finishes top five for sure, but I definitely don't think that Christian McCaffrey is going to have that huge gap between him and the next running back like he has in in the past. Um, So, I mean, he's in my opinion, he's got – the best running back in the league right now. But I think that Christian McCaffrey through no fault of his own is either going to get running to the ground and he's going to get hurt again, or we're going to see the workload, you know, be dialed back. Robert Woods, Los Angeles Rams. I really, you know, I'm not big on the Rams this year. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think that him and Cooper cup are going to, you know, just be a they're gonna be a nice duo, but like of the two, I think that Cooper Cup is gonna be the better wide receiver. Um DJ Moore, I mean, I just he finished wide receiver twenty three. We've been waiting on him to, you know, to to break out and 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 have that like it year. And I really think that last year was the ceiling for DJ Moore. I think, you know, Christian McCaffrey was out. And so DJ Moore had his chance to like lead and take over the offense. And with that being the case, he was the 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 number twenty three wide receiver. So let's assume for a second that they go with my first theory, which is they like the workload on Christian McCaffrey and they start spreading it around more. DJ Moore still isn't even going to benefit from that whenever he had the chance to be the de facto number one last year. So what makes him gonna do that this year?
0: Antonio thing with D.J.
4: Moore. um, he, He has only scored three touchdowns each of his first two seasons. Or three seasons. If he regresses to the mean of five or six touchdowns, he would be up in the wide receiver one conversation. And that is, you know, that's something that you could project very, very easily just with how, regression happens with wide receivers.
1: Sure. Now, Antonio Gibson, so every year, and think about this, guys, every year there's a top 10 running backs, right? Every single year, how many of those projected top 10 running backs stay top 10? It's not a whole lot. And of the top 10, yeah, like of the top 10, I think Antonio Gibson is the weakest of that lot, right? Like he's being projected as a top ten running back this year, and I think that if anybody is going to fall off this year, it's going to be Antonio Gibson. Um, I know for a fact Alex is putting a lot of stock in Gibson, and I think that you know his Antonio Gibson and his Chris Carson like combo. I just don't think it's going to work out that great. Um, And then of course Robert Woods and DJ Moore—they look really good whenever your two running backs are falling off, right? But. If all of a sudden you have Antonio Gibson having a fall off year, and then you have Christian McCaffrey regressing and Chris Carson, you know, doing Chris Carson things, all of a sudden, you know, Robert Woods and DJ Moore look terrible. They look terrible whenever that's the case. Um so he's also got not, Russell
4: Gage down there. So
1: Yeah, and I mean like Russell Gage could step up. I mean, he's gonna be the new Calvin Ridley, you know. Um, uh, but I just I really think that this team I have him at eight because I think that he is going to be one of those guys who, you know, I, I can really see, you know, my belief in Justin's team. I really think that Justin's team is going to like step up and do a lot better this year. Um, I think Will is, is going to be better than him. Um, I think, you know, it, it's just it's it's not going to go as well for him as he thinks it's going to with those running backs. So that's why I have
0: him at eight.
4: So consensus, where does everybody else have Alex ranked?
0: I've got Alex at um, five. Five? So
1: you'll all get your your chances to talk about Alex. Uh, I've been waiting on my chance to
2: talk about Justin and Angelo.
3: All right. Yeah, so um, it, Angela, it's just down to me, me,
5: right? Tell me about me.
2: <laughs> yeah, let's hear about the Conrad.
5: Dude, man, I, it's just the running backs there. Doctor tight It really apparently. is, and and I think we see enough regression across your team, coupled with. Damian Harris not taking the step forward like some people possibly think he might. I mean, we already know Melvin Gordon, dude, has been worked like a freaking dog. This 28-year-old looks like he's 35 just looking at his freaking picture. <laughs> every every bit of 35. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they're, they're already mixing in the, the, the rookie that they just picked up and Mike Boone in the in the, in the first-team offense. This There's no way this dude's going to get the touches necessary to sustain running back one, um, you know, value. I mean, you're, you're just not going to have a running back one this this year, from the looks of it. Unless, again, I mean, Damian Harris really takes a big leap, which is possible, dude. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen with the Patriots, and there is a possibility there. Um, with Adams and Metcalf, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're pretty much locked in to be around that, you know, within that top ten, top ten range. Um, I mean, Kels again, I think he's going to be a good one for some regression this year. Um, I, I, I do think that Kittle or Waller take the number one spot that doesn't necessarily put Kels way too far behind them. I mean, it's all going to be close this year. Um, but I, I just don't think we see as big of a year like we did last year. Um, so for me, looking at your team, I think there's a little bit more regression, um, than, than, than anything. Um, that's just kind of where I'm, I'm at with things, um, I don't know who takes that big jump for you outside of Damian Harris to make up, make up for that regression. It can't be Deontay Johnson, dude. There's just no way with how how many drops he had last season. Um, man, it's just he, he's not gonna he's not gonna break into that solid, you know, wide receiver two with a super high ceiling. He's got a little bit of a floor for you. He's always gonna be in your starting lineup. Um, but again, where where did you finish, Connor? Were you, were you number one in in the AFC?
4: You know it, baby.
5: Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you're you're a playoff caliber team. I, d- I definitely think you need to get a little bit more depth um, in the running back game to, to solidify a, a good long run for you this season.
2: Oh man, hey, all that Fab he's got left over, he'll be able to pick I up know. so many waiver wire picks. <laughs> <laughs> and, rolling in it,
5: and, and it is man, it's just the way your team is set up too. Uh, you're you're pretty top heavy with you know Adams, Metcalf, and Kels. You really can't move one of those guys to get running back depth without you know, just kind of being super lateral with it. You're not going to, not going to grow. Um, so it's, it's difficult. You're in a, you're in a tough situation. So I, I don't blame you for not being one of those teams that really can't trade because that's just the way you've built your team right now. And there's nothing wrong with it.
1: I like it. All right. Does anybody else? So anybody else have anything? I think we did Angelo, Angelo and Connor at eight. So who's everybody got at seven?
2: I have Ben at seven. Got
1: I, also, I also have Ben at seven. Uh, ben at seven. All right. Ben, uh, McGuire, who do you have at seven?
0: I have Angelo at seven. Okay.
1: All right, so I'll start with Ben at seven. Um, and I know you guys rank Ben a lot lower, but I mean, come on. He's got two of the – like. Aaron Jones is slept on every single year and Aaron Jones finishes as a top running back every single year. (laughs) I mean, like it's just like, I feel like he's never going to get respect. Um, and this year I'm finally going to be like, all right, fine. I'm going to believe in Aaron Jones this year. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's got one of those good running backs that can get, get those rushing touchdowns. Um, Austin Eckler, you know Connor made a mention. He's a small running back. He is. He's five ten. Um, he's twenty six, which is basically re- you know damn near retirement age for a running back. And uh, you know th- there's so many places to throw that ball there in in, in um, uh, San Diego. So I mean, I definitely think Austin Eckler sees you know if if he stays healthy, he sees regression in his targets. But I mean, if if he if he stays healthy and he gets his targets, you know, Austin Eckler is going to be a really good bag. And I mean, you guys were hating so hard on DeAndre Hopkins and Alan Robinson. I mean, those are two, you know, just start every week receivers. <laughs> right. Um, you know, those are, those are two wide receiver ones right there. Now I, I do think that DeAndre Hopkins is, you know, like what Connor said, my body, my choice, you know, Mr. 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 No COVID. Um, at a certain point, DeAndre Hopkins has got to, you know, uh, progress. Yeah. He, he's still got hands that are literally made of, of glue. Um, but, I mean, we saw touchdown regression last year. I think we're going to see, you know, if, if we were in full PPR with DeAndre Hopkins, I think if we were in full PPR, Ben has the, like, all full PPR team. If this mm-hmm. was a full PPR team, he would definitely be top four. No doubt about it. Every single person on that team is going to get targets, except for Emmanuel Sanders, who I think will either be dead or out of the league before the end of the season. Um, where he does, he's thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's the crip keeper. Um, J.D. McKissick and Gus Edwards, I really don't like though. I do think that he, like those running backs, are going to carry him to a lot of victories. You know. Um, but ultimately, I, I think he has enough power to make the playoffs. I think he'll be able to, he'll be one of those teams in the AFC that you just don't want to face. You know, how every year there's that team that you're like, I should be better than this guy, but you never feel quite comfortable playing them. That's been to a T. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah.
5: You, and it's because that floor, man. It's that floor. Woo.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, what what's your opinion on him?
5: Yeah. So, because you uh, got him there, don't you, Angelo? I do. And it really is because of that floor, man, like just every single one of those players that he's going to, that he already has here. I mean, he's going to plug in a tight end. I don't, I don't know who else, maybe a better flex and Sanders, um, which could be Edwards. I think even Edwards is going to be pretty solid this year um, coupled with Dobbins. I don't think Dobbins just comes out and takes over that RB one role. Ravens are pretty notorious for, for running the, you know, two running backs out there. Um but yeah, just the floor overall, man. Having Eckler healthy. Um, Hopkins Robinson, I mean you said it best, dude. I mean who who else would you want to go out there and just be like, This dude's gonna get me fifteen points? <laughs> you know. Uh but that's also right, the downside. Right. He's, he's he's gonna he's
1: gonna do that. He's gonna get those points, you know. But oh, he's yeah. also not gonna light the world
0: on
6: no. fire.
1: You know, that's 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 one thing that, you know, he's gonna have to rely on with Eckler. And Aaron Jones, they're going to have to light up the fucking stage for him to
5: to so take that next step. Because again, man, he's in the AFC, baby. This team probably goes further in the NFC. Um, oh yeah, for
4: sure. But his just- team not lighting the world on fire is why I like Aaron's more. Like why yeah. I like the upside of Aaron's and want to have Aaron higher.
2: Yeah, because I've got Aaron one higher as well. Like just ahead of Ben right here. So um, crazy. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is, like, Ben's team, fantastic until bye week start, um, you know, and then then what's he going to do here? So, um, you know, he's got a couple um, receivers that he could kind of plug and play in, but he's got no tight end worth of uh, of note. So he's got to identify that issue for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, everything else looks good, though. I mean, um, he just needs a little bit more depth at running back. I mean, Edwards, yeah. I mean, sure. Maybe McKissick might jump in there, too, um, and be that kind of third down pass catching back outside of, um, um oh, what's his name? Um, we were just talking about him on Alex's Man. team, uh, Gibson. Do
5: you see his stat line from last year, though? 110 targets.
2: Who, McKissick? Yeah.
5: Yeah, 80 yeah. receptions.
2: I mean, it's pretty yeah, it's not bad at all. And like I don't know if that's going to change all that much with uh, Fitzpatrick, you know, I mean, yeah. he's still going to get that's tossed good. that ball. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to keep Gibson fresh. I mean, and the thing is too, like, even if he runs the ball with McKissick, like, you know, they, the Washington front line is, is nice. It's a nice line to run behind in the league. So, um, a lot of protection for setting up some passes there. Like, I don't know. Ben's an interesting team for sure. Um, you know, definitely playoff contention. If things go right, I could see him right back in the playoffs, um like hitting the second round or even make it to the
0: championship. He has the potential All right, anybody have anybody different? For, for right here, we're at seven, right? I've got Austin.
1: Yeah, Austin.
3: Yeah, Austin's uh, Austin seven is because honestly, I mean, I, I hear what everybody's saying with the the shakeup and the offseason. I, I kind of took this opportunity to put a little respect on my respect on my lips when I'm talking about our champion. And uh, seven, <laughs> you know, he he could have ended up a little bit further back, but I mean, honestly, I, I watched his team go through the playoffs last year and was like, this is it. This is the week. Oh, good run, buddy. I'm proud of you. I'm really proud of you. And then he got to that last game, and I was like, oh, please, God, I don't understand what your team is or why it's doing what it's doing, but please do it one more time. Speaking please. of, really
1: quickly, can we identify, has there ever been a, a person in the league more universally cheered for than Austin in the championship last year? It was, it was. Um,
3: it was never. Wasn't it Ben the year before going up against Will to stop the creepy? Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, we've had two big hero victories in a row, which means that a villain is due for a victory. This
3: year. <laughs> God, I can't wait to raise it one more time, baby. Here we go. Uh, we, but we no, I like his team. man. I, I really like his team. I think uh, I think the only thing that I'm going to go against what people were talking about was um, I think A.J. Brown does. I don't know, man, like Derrick Henry. You got to respect him. I think they get to play Houston twice. I think, um, and I know he Austin doesn't have Derrick Henry just for anybody who's watching this and not looking at the lineups. He has AJ Brown, and I think AJ Brown is only going to benefit from having someone like uh, like Julio coming in, and also with defenses having to respect that. I think Tannehill has proven that he's capable of uh, of moving that ball, and um, I think AJ Brown's going to do well with that. I think um, I I it's not that I don't like Noah Fant. I think he's still going to be serviceable there. I think that's fine.
6: Hi, I'm um, Noah, but
3: I am Noah Fant. Uh, I think the running backs that I never really understood that worked out for him, Kenyon Drake and then uh, Ronald Jones, um, I, I I don't know what their situation I can't speak for that. But, God, every week that I go up against Josh Allen, there's one week every season, and I hate it. The man is a scoring machine. There's no one else on that offense. I mean, I know Stefan Diggs, but, I, I mean, there are people on that offense, but he – only wants to score touchdowns, and yet somehow he makes it look humble the way he does it. Like he doesn't look like a ball hog, even though at the end of the day, you're like, "No, oh, okay, another week where uh, Josh Allen every touchdown on the team," and I I had to go against that. You know, it's like that kind of a vibe. So even if this team does, I think, uh, I think, I think he's uh, he, he's he, you know he's a solid mid range player. You never know what's gonna happen. Um. So yeah, so that's why I've got him there. Also, just the respect of the. The champion. I didn't understand it then. Maybe you know. There's there's some magic there. I may not understand it now.
0: All right. Uh, anybody have anybody different at seven? I think we've done the full
2: circle. Let's go to six.
0: Maybe. All right. This is where I've got Justin.
3: Justin.
1: I have Justin here, and you guys have talked a lot about Justin. So I'll just I'll be quick about it. Uh, but I think that Justin's team. We did talk about Alvin Kamara. Uh, you know, I I do agree with J- Josh Jacobs. I think is gonna. He's been getting a lot of, of shit this off season. Um, uh, I'm a big believer in Josh Jacobs. I think he is gonna finish top ten. Um, I guess that's you know my my bold prediction. It may be ten, but uh, I think he will finish top ten. Um, and you've got two top ten running backs there, and I mean. I, The receiving core isn't anything to look at, but I think Jerry Judy, um, I think he takes a step up this year. Uh, I don't think he's going to do anything crazy, but I think a top 25, top 20 finish is not out of the question for him. Um, Miles Gaskin, I think, is going to have a pretty decent year. I mean, overall, uh, you know, on the bench, he's got, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd, who I, I really, really like over there. Uh, I don't know why I'm so crazy. Like, there's so many players on the Bengals that that I'm a big fan of, which is pretty crazy. But, um, and then Leonard Fournette, you know, going back to Tampa, um, he, he's just, in my opinion, I think he's got a a team that if it stays healthy with some good pieces in the draft, um, because he's got a relatively high draft pick too. I want to say he's top four, right, Justin?
2: Yep, number four. Yep,
1: number four, which means that Kyle Pitt is going to Justin. Um, so, I mean, you know, overall, I think that the way his team sits right now, um, it, it's good enough to be, you know, top six, in my opinion, I think, especially considering the fact that he's in the NFC, um, you know, you, I, I think he's going to easily, you know, be able to jump over Blake, Tyler and, uh, 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 Caleb. So, I mean, that right there alone is enough for him to be in the top four, over in the NFC I think he takes a step up over Alex this year and Austin and so really in my opinion it'll be you know Justin and um, will as the top two in the NFC so
3: yeah I'm right there with you with Justin just because I I think with the situation that's about to unfold in um, uh, New Orleans, with the Saints, they have a good defense, but uh, the offense that they're about to put together, I think they have a great coach. Something's going to come out of it, and I think Alvin Kamara is the one who is going to get leaned on um, most heavily out of that. And it's really nice to see because before Michael Thomas, he was a scoring machine. That was the main thing everybody's talking about regression, but um, the pieces haven't been put there to to cause that regression, in my opinion. Now, um, will we see? I think uh, there there are a few stats that, of course, you know, you look at and you're like. This is historical numbers, this is gonna go down. I agree with that. But I think the usage, the opportunity, he still has that there. Josh Jacobs, I, I also like. I think uh, you get you get through week one, week two, speculation. People have to fill articles, they gotta write stuff. Man, throw all that out. Whenever second week rolls through and your team still runs the way that your team always has, Josh Gruden is gonna be running that ball, Josh. Jacobs is good at running the ball. I think it's going to just be as simple as that, and that's why I think uh, whenever you look at the top three players on that lineup, he gives them Boy, gives it. a pretty strong, pretty strong backbone to this team. Um, and just thinking of what Justin is going to do with a top four pick coming out of it, uh, that's why I have him higher at six. And um, that's that's my take on that.
0: McGuire, who you, you, like, you
1: like
2: that Justin? You like that? I like it.
4: So I, I actually have Connor. At six. Um, and I my first sentence in my write up was legitimately three through seven has was the most difficult to do out of anything. Um, it really just
6: comes
4: comes down to by week five or six, Connor could only could only have Damian Harris as a starting running back on his team. Like I was, that was pretty much all it was. Um, I also said something about, you know, I think Connor has a very legit chance to repeat as the overall points leader this season. Um, like I, I think he's got a really good team. Just he's gonna have to do something about a running back pretty soon.
0: Very good, uh, Angelo. Who you got at six?
5: Um, Alex. I have Alex here, and um, this is kind of like the transition. I, I think I, I really couple Alex, Ben, and Connor into the same same category of having these like really high floors, these really nice floors. Um, not a terrible ceiling or anything, but maybe it's the depth um, that kind of keeps these guys a little bit um, lower in the ranks. Um, Alex, obviously, with you know Christian McCaffrey, I mean. it's... Pretty obvious on paper of why he has a high ceiling uh, between him and Gibson. I think really solidifies that. Um, I don't know, man. There's just not too much for me to really say here. It's it's kind of an unexciting team, I, I think. Um, I I don't see this team winning winning our league. Um, I see it making the playoffs, uh, but again, we see CMC get injured again, or um, I mean, gosh, even even Gibson. Center Carson really taking a hit this year um, could bring him down the ranks and put him on a fringe playoff run. Um, but I think the way that the NFC is situated, he, he gets in uh, without a problem. Um,
0: yeah, and
1: see, you know, that's my problem with Alex's team. I think you, you said it best. When I look at outside of Christian McCaffrey, his team is just so just vanilla – you know, it is. like I just like that's why I said I don't like a lot of his players, you know, like I don't like the only Seattle player that I even remotely like is DK Metcalf, you know, so um, it's it, it's just one of those teams that I look at and it's just like an eyesore to me. You know, and of course, he's got, you know, Tom Brady on there, which doesn't help. Yeah. He's one of those teams man where like Tyler Lockett. I mean I Tyler Lockett's like he's okay i mean i I like Tyler Lockett in like <sighs> so listen i Caleb's offered me Tyler Lockett, and even even I don't really care to have him on my team that that's a whole different thing. I think Tyler Lockett's going to see a lot of regression, but that's a whole different thing
5: yeah um but yeah, just another thing I mean about um Alex's team here. Another kind of situation like uh, Justin where he's really had the pieces, man, over the past year or two, but they're all coming together at different points. And that's just one of the struggles about fantasy football, especially doing like a keeper league like the way we do. Uh, All those pieces have to align in one year or else you're just constantly, you know, shuffling things around. Alex doesn't want to really shuffle. So just coming together at different times for him.
1: I think we're running out of time here. Um, so we'll kind of uh, we'll try and uh, uh, kind of blare through the, the rest okay. um, who. So six, do anybody have anybody different at six?
2: I did. And I won't, I won't spend any time on it, but um, I have Aaron at six.
1: Okay. And you, you, you talked a little bit about it. You thought he was like a glass cannon team.
2: So, right, exactly. I think he can make it to the playoffs and, and beat out a bunch of teams, but injury happens. He's done.
1: Right. So at five, I had Connor. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about Connor. Um, the only thing I'll say is that like, I really like uh, – uh, I think having Devontae Adams is, uh, um, is really good. You guys are right about the running backs, but I think everybody everybody is so low on Melvin Gordon. And, again, it's another thing that I've heard. Everybody's always down on Melvin Gordon, but at the end of the day, he scores touchdowns. Um, he, he, he gets his touchdowns. He may get it on, you know, 150 yards, but he'll still get, you know, Plenty of touchdowns. Um, but I think DK Metcalf st- takes a step forward this year. I think Travis Kelsey re- reigns supreme as uh, tight end one. Um, Devontae Adams is going to stay top three wide receiver. And then Travis Kels, or sorry, Deontay Johnson. Um, You know, I think he had a lot of drops last year. But I think, you know, obviously I- I- if I'm a competitor in the league, um, and, and I have a bunch of drops over the course of the season. I think I'm going to work really hard to, you know, try and prove the haters wrong. And so I think Deontay Johnson takes a step forward.
0: I think with all that, you know, being being the case, I think Connor will be able to compete and, you know, make it to the playoffs. Angelo, who you got at five?
5: Uh, moving up to five. Um, we, I had Austin here. Okay. And we honestly, about- man, I, talking to you guys you really have made me uh, second guess that he's he's kind of moving out of the ranks to me but i also but then I go back to my original point of why i do like his team a j brown was was hurt i mean a lot of last year i mean he had like what a knee injury pretty early on um uh debo Samuel but he's another guy I, it's hard to think that he's just gonna be healthy all year I still like robbie anderson um he has Josh Allen that was the number one scoring fantasy football uh, player last year. I don't see that just regressing too much. Um, I mean, his question marks are definitely his running backs. Um, I don't think any of us can really argue that, uh, but I don't know, man, AJ Brown. I like him. I have seriously, AJ Brown, Metcalf, and and my McLaurin dude, all all in that same range of, of skill. Um, and just being able to go out there and any given play, have an eighty-yard touchdown. Um, AJ Brown's just going to be healthier this year, so nice. we'll see, dude. He's one of the one of the bigger question marks, though. After talking to you guys, I, I don't know how Austin's <laughs> going to end the year. I really don't know.
1: Connor, who you got at five?
3: Um, I kind of put me at five here, so we, I don't think we really need to talk about. It. I do. I do agree with you on the point of Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin Gordon's um ability to do what he does consistently even on years where you know you're like there's there's always some uh something there's always something with melvin gordon but there's always also something which is the man scores points he uh, he's kind of that cog in the that, that allows the team to function and was able to, to allow me to build the team that i have so i definitely agree with the points that were made about running back so moving on
1: justin who you got to play
2: yeah. So this is where, um, this is where I've plugged in Alex and I was really big on Alex in my first rankings. I had to rewrite them just so I could drop Alex, um, earlier today. Um, cause I mean, I was looking at it and I was like, man. Um, and I think it was, he was one of the first people I was really trying to like dive into and look at his team. And, um, I will say, um, there's some strong points, but since he doesn't have a tight end, um, not a whole lot of depth, I moved him down to five, but five is where we're talking. This is like the top teams of our league. Um, I think you you combine Caffrey, McCaffrey with Gibson, you've got a one-two punch that's just nasty. Um, I don't even care about Carson. You can throw Carson. He could drop Carson off on the on the wayside, and this would still be a great um, running back combo. Um, I'm a big believer in Gibson. I think he'll do just fine um, and be a top – I'm going to say a top seven running back. Um, and uh, then you've also got Tom Brady. No one mentioned Tom Brady as they were talking about him, um, and, and so uh, – you know, the, the time machine himself is still kicking it over there and he has more weapons than he's ever had. Um, and it's just unreal. The amount of touchdowns that they're going to be slinging over there, um, on the buck side. I mean, they're just going to run up the score just to run up the score. It's an unreal team with that defense. Um, and then all the pieces they have. So, um, the biggest, the biggest benefactor I think is Tom Brady on that team. And Alex has got a piece of that. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not. Um, super big on him having a whole lot of pieces of Atlanta. Um, you got uh, Davis, um, which I mean is the starting running back. so um, we'll see how long that lasts, but really who else is there They just signed somebody um, that's really not that relevant um, and um, and then too much um, in the Carolina Panthers with McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Um, so you're not looking at good game script for a good portion of his team, but um, he's got he's got some key pieces there that's really, really nice. And that's all I'll say. Nice. Uh, McGuire, you get a five.
0: Did McGuire drop? No, I'm here. Um, I have Connor.
1: No, I have Aaron at five. Sorry. Okay. And we've we, we talked quite a
5: lot about Aaron. So we'll go to four. Uh, Angelo, who you got at four? Uh, that's where I plug myself in at four. Okay. And uh, I guess here here's the reasoning. I mean, I, I made it through all last year because of my depth and because of my ceiling. I will admit I have one of the lower floors in the league because of that, and that's not why I would be ranked any higher here. Um, I made it through all the last season having Michael Thomas and Mixon uh, pretty much absent from my team, quarterback carousel. Um, and, I, I mean, I still I, I made it through the long-ass season, man. I, I finished second in the ASC and i guess in my eyes man my, my team is healthy uh, another year of experience a lot of the younger guys ready to go um i don't have an issue i mean uh, swift isn't dealing with a uh, battle for touches uh, this year i have uh miles sanders everybody was going to want to hate on him every offseason because of the type of player he is man he is a boomer bust player uh, but he goes out and he makes big plays happen for for Philly, they're not going to lose out on that. He's still going to go out there and get his touches. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, keeping them in your lineup and taking the the hits and the misses. Uh, but I, I think I have the availability with that in, in my flex, uh, but that's pretty much where my team really ends. Um, you know, I got I to figure out the quarterback situation again, or I might be in the same situation as last year, uh, constantly trying to plug somebody in there and chase that 20 plus points
1: live that life for a really long time it's uh it's not it fun sucks.
5: Yeah. and that's why i made that comment earlier man like it i really think you got to have one of those top quarterbacks at this point to mend with your team to get you that 20 to 30 points every week dude it's a huge advantage huge advantage yeah. guy in 15 in that position
2: it's nice justin who you got here so i've got 4 i've got connor um You know, and I think you guys have already fleshed his team out really, really well. Um, I really like the Melvin Gordon talk. I I really believe in Melvin Gordon this year Uh, with Connor having Devontae Adams and Metcalf on top of that and Kelsey. Really, it was that combo. It was the Adams, Metcalf and Kelsey combo. You could put any number of players with with Connor uh, on Connor's team and still have that combo. And I'd be like, yeah, he's going to be top five either way. So um, it's it's just a dirty receiving core that he's got. You could put any running backs, um, any quarterback with that, and it's just a, it's just a dangerous team.
0: Nice, McGuire. Who you got it for? Let's have somebody I think- that we have not talked about yet. Um, I actually have
4: Charlie at four.
0: Yeah, that's where I have myself.
4: Um, and my only explanation for Charlie at four is top tier team. Uh, that's all the tender I'm putting on the fire. Because I <laughs> figured that Charlie would be a
0: little bit higher on
1: his own team.
0: Um, now, well,
1: I, I, I'm trying to be objective here.
4: I think this is going to be a, a solid team that finishes squarely at number three. But I have him ranked at four.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I've got myself at three, uh, and that's under the, you know.
3: Wait, we're at four. I thought you were in-
1: four. Yeah, sorry, four. I have myself at four, and that's if, <sighs> you know, my team stays healthy. I mean, we all saw last year. I mean, Saquon Barkley going down was kind of detrimental to my team, but the fact that I was – the team still performed – extremely well without Saquon Barkley um, is really a testament, I think, to I mean the team. I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who I think is going to take a, a, a giant leap forward this year. Uh, I mean, Calvin Ridley and Keenan Allen, um, those are two – those are going to be two target hogs in their offense. Um, tight end Rob Gronkowski is eh. You know, like I, I don't have one of those top-tier tight ends, um, but – He's good enough to start um, Honestly If I'm being completely honest with you I think DJ Shark and, and, and Nelson Aguilar uh, Switch out this year um, I, I feel like Aguilar Over there
0: in New England Is
1: going to um, have a really good year This year uh, Now granted I've been saying that about Aguilar Since he's been dropping balls over there in New England, or uh, Philadelphia um, He's the new Vincent Jackson of my team That's for sure and then, of course, you know, rounding it out, you've got Kareem Hunt and Jamison Crowder, who I, I kept Crowder as an afterthought, but Kareem Hunt, yeah. I think, is going to be splitting carries with um, Chubb. Kareem Hunt's going to get targets. He's not going to get as many opportunities as Chubb, but he does good with his opportunity. And DJ Shark remains to be seen. We may see him jump forward this year, but.
5: Okay. So, can I transition Uh-oh. into uh, you at three now?
1: Yeah, go for it.
5: No, 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 no. I I still got a four. I still got a four. Okay. My bad. My bad. I've got Alex at four
3: because here's the thing. I know everybody's saying that they're low on him. And then, you know, he kind of, he popped up around the list a few times. Uh, His team is good. I mean, we can all everything is I heard. Is he the most the polarizing
5: time, so far with the so far? Because everything polarized. I heard was all about injuries.
3: I was like, "What? Wait, we can't go off of that." Like, I I don't think you can say that Antonio Gibson was uh, injury prone whatsoever. The guy missed three games and still ended up as a top tier running back. I let's see, ended up as the number thirteen running back with four games missed. That oh, is it, incredible. And then you also got Chris Carson, who is uh, you want to see him healthy. If they, you know, if Seattle can keep an offensive line that, you know, and he's able to stay healthy, that team puts up numbers he's in every single time this is another team that people sleep on i put them in the same category of, as austin where you, you don't really see it coming until you're sitting there watching the game with alex and you hear him start to giggle and you're just like <laughs> and your sunday crumbles it's silence <laughs> a little giggle and that yeah. sunday just starts to come down so and, and you um, look down at
5: the app and you see mccaffrey with 20 points gibson with 20 points and it's still the first half and yeah. You know, yeah,
3: you can yeah. just pack it in. So yeah. uh, so that's that's where I'm at with that. Anyways, uh, going on to three.
5: Yes, I, I really don't want to stroke Charlie's ego this hard, but talk about testaments, man. I I really think he had the best draft um going into this league and, and it reigns <laughs> true to the today. The fact that I really do look like at our windows, like man, how how big of a window do we have to win a championship? Dude, Charlie's is like the same from like freaking day one. It's just can his team be freaking healthy like his Mm -hmm. that window of being able to go in and win a championship is just as good today as it was um, you know from day one when we started this league Um, how many first round how many
3: number one picks have you had Charlie since we started this league
5: three in the last four years not counting this year
3: that'll
1: do it and they've all gotten hurt (laughs) by the way um, that'll do it
5: (laughs) he's still got a window for it man he he does Um, it's going to be interesting man like, I would like to see Charlie's team at full power for, like, one week, and then to see it get shut down would be even better. But um, it's going it's to be a good year.
3: I
2: also have Charlie at three.
3: Yep. Yeah, so do I. I've got Charlie at three. Justin, did you want to talk about it at all?
2: Um it's really just, um, so I actually had Will and Charlie. Um, I have those two, like, um, before I moved Alex down, I had those literally side by side and I was like, man, I really can't tell who, whose team I like more. Um, so it really just came down to who can survive an injury more. Um, and so I, I put, I put Will up one spot in front of, uh, Charlie here at three. Um, just because I really think Will can survive an injury. Um, you throw one injury in there and with Charlie's uh, record with Injuries, um, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of which, you know, who's who's the dart throw this year. So,
6: yeah,
3: yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I don't know. I think I think Charlie's team is, is really strong this year. And the only thing that put him back, back for me at three was the uh, full team-wide brawl with the New York Giants, which just made me realize he's not taking any steps forward with that uh, With that Saquon Barkley. Even if he does stay healthy, I think um, he's the production that he got out of uh, Kareem Hunt is, uh, is right there with it. I think uh, Saquon Barkley is an incredible player. It's going to take him a few weeks to get on board. It's going to take the whole year for that team to finally catch up to Saquon Barkley being the player that he is. And I think that's going to limit him. And Charlie has to play the head game of starting Saquon Barkley or somebody else so that's why i put him in at three but a strong team man i i, I think everybody sees it everybody knows it the next three picks are, are all very strong teams and charlie just happens to be the one that was built out of three years of the number one pick and now potentially they're all healthy so it's uh, it's time to pay the piper and the bill always comes due and i think this is this is as close to the year as we're going to get to
0: see this team full strength god i hope so mcguire who you got at three
6: So,
4: I've been flipping back and forth on how I've been doing this all day or all night. Um, I did not put myself in my rankings because I could not be objective about it. Um, My top tier, my top three teams were... Charlie, Alex, and Will. So I guess technically it would be Charlie here still. He's the the bottom of my my top tier. Uh, but yeah, you guys have laid it out pretty well with his team. I just... Objectively, if you offered me his team or Will's team or Alex's team, I, I would take the other two.
1: So, But I, I really like where his team is at now. It's a good way of looking at it. All right, two. So at two, I have McGuire.
0: And um, McGuire's team, I I really like his team a lot. Um,
1: Nick Nick Chubb, I I like Nick Chubb a lot. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I I do think we see regression out of Jonathan Taylor, but at the same time, too, like, it's still going to be a top – you know, I think he has potential to easily be a top 10. Like I think his floor is top 15. Um, where his team, you know, kind of, I guess you could say drops off would be a wide receiver. But, I mean, if you consider Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, and Odell Beckham uh, a drop-off,
0: then, you know,
1: <laughs> I, I feel like you're doing pretty good, at, you know, in that category. Uh reason why he didn't get number one is just because there are questions around Godwin for me um i think that we talked a little bit about mike evans earlier but i think that uh i think there's a lot of defeat over there in tampa and and tom brady really likes to spread the ball around and then of course i think the search of uh antonio brown Uh, amari cooper i think uh is still going to be the guy there in in dallas um george kittle i think having tight end advantage is one of the most comfortable things you can have in a fantasy football league. I think being able to, you know, you've got Angelo, you've got McGuire, uh, they've got Kittle and, you know, Waller in them, and being able to just not even have to worry. Like, the rest of us have to worry about a tight end, and they're just like, nope, my guy's in. Um, That's huge. Having that nice tight end advantage and knowing that you're going to have that player there is just one less thing for you to worry about. Um, And then, of course, you can put Kenny Galladay – Kenny Galladay and, and Odell Beckham on the bench, you know, you're you're doing pretty good. So I mean this is definitely one of my top contenders. I think Maguire easily has a chance at being, you know, unfortunately speaking, uh he has a chance at, you know, getting a second championship
0: uh with this team. So
5: Yeah. I I have Maguire as my number one and and Will as my number two here, uh with mcguire just taking the advantage because of of the depth i think they both have the same same ceiling and same floor uh, but that's where i think mcguire out of everybody in the league kind of has a trifecta he has the ceiling the floor and the depth that's what puts him number one where some of us here in they like the tier one or tier two have like two of those things but we're not able to put it all together um currently
3: I've got Maguire at number two as well. Uh, what I was looking at on his team was just um, not not in like a, what could happen, but what is happening. I didn't know what was going on with Amari Cooper. Um, we, we don't know currently what's happening with Antonio Brown. If he's a basket case and he comes out and he's not really playing, then I think that uh, that, That's good for Chris Godwin. That's going to make this team take a huge step forward. But um, but I also don't uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that it's going to be a three headed beast down there in Tampa. Um, But at the same. Oh, and uh, Deshaun Watson is is a uh, I mean, just with the Texans, he's an incredible talent. But just what the offseason he's had and where he's going into the season, that was the uh, the big question mark for me. Um, but he does have positions that he can fill with the bench. Then again, you know we've all been waiting for Cleveland to pop off. I I want to see it, but I if Baker doesn't do it this year, man, it it just he's not he's not the guy. That's just what it is. Like they have now built the perfect team for him. He has all the pieces, and if he doesn't make Odell Beckham good. Uh, then that that, that's it. And I'm only going on that tandem because looking at the, you know, like as far as who you would throw in as your flex, if Amari Cooper does go down coming into the season with an injury, who do you throw in as your flex? I don't like the giants at all. So it it comes down to a de facto Adele Beckham on that. So that's why you got two, man, I think, uh, but
2: it's a strong team. I, I don't, I don't look forward to going up against it. Nope. Justin. Yeah. And this is where um, I kind of differ because I've got Will at too, and really the big difference between Will's team and McGuire's team is um, Will's not running with a, a tight end of, of of noteworthiness here. You know, um, you know, I think that's really what separates him out from McGuire. McGuire's big hole here is just the depth at running back. He's got two great starters, um, some great receivers, um, a fantastic tight end. Um, you know, and an even an even better um, potential quarterback at, to play um, at boot. Um, and of course he's got like the, one of the best kickers in the league, you know? So there's that, um, if we want to throw that stat out there, but like, um, Only you would. I
6: know
2: I'm about to say. <laughs> Throwing the in first in the time team. a
5: kicker is brought into this
6: whole day <laughs> <laughs> conversation, he,
0: he had to do it once. He had to do that. it once, man.
2: <laughs> Listen, man, it, it's there. I respect the game, okay. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, if it would, if Will had a better tight end, I probably would have moved him up to one. But um, I also don't like his um, second or or his flex for his receiver. <laughs> Um, you know, so really, Will takes that second spot for me. Again, both very respectable teams. Um, yes. I do not want to play either one of these guys any more than I have to. I hope I catch at least these guys
5: on bye week so I have a chance. So, yeah, such a yeah, great I, point, dude. I, Like, let, let's look at these two teams. Put Kittle on Will's team and put Logan Thomas on McGuire's. How do we feel about things there?
1: Uh, I mean, Will's team is dominant. It, yeah, I would me. be
5: shitting my pants. I'd yeah. be shitting my pants if there's a yeah. Kittle on Will's team. Jesus and, and that's, Christ.
1: That's, that's, that's my thing. Is that like I just think the reason why Will has number one spot for me is that I think that his running backs are better, right? I think yeah. that Dole Henry and Ezekiel Elliott are better than um, Nick Chubb and uh, uh, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I think that Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup are better than Chris Godwin and uh Oh God, who's, <laughs> who's the receiver? I just said it.
3: Uh, Chris Godwin and Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's why I have him above. Like, Logan Thomas, like, yeah, tight end advantage is nice. But I think that the production that – I think the points that he's going to score out of his, you know, main core is going to be yeah. more than what, you know, McGuire will get out of just solely having his tight end. And like you said, Angelo, you just said it, you know, if you put George Kittle on uh, Will's team, all of a sudden Will becomes de facto, just no, without a shadow of a doubt, the best team in the league.
5: Right, right, and I mean, it's true, man, maybe, maybe I'm downplaying just his core a little bit, but man, it, it is if i if I had to pick a winner right now, if every team just went into a bloodbath, I mean god it's it'd be hard to to say that will wouldn't come out on top with mm-hmm. a full healthy roster, uh, not bring any type of depth into it, so
1: yeah, and I mean, and, it, yeah. and it's it's important to not overstate like how good these like, like will and mcguire like the, the, i went back and forth to those two for a while you know because like i look at just like the ceiling and the floor and all that stuff and i'm like just you just never know right because like for all we know you know will it's it's going to come down to those points against right which you can't predict uh right. like football and so the, these these top two teams, the, like, in my opinion, Will and McGuire's team are in a different echelon than the rest of the league. As it yeah, stands, right?
3: will it, I've got Will at number one. Um, I personally, I feel like Thomas, the tight end for Washington, is already in that statement. I think this will be the year if he finishes top five, he will take that. So uh, I, I took that into consideration as well. As well. That, that tight end finishes the number three tight end on the year. Um, but the thing that really pushed it over for me was, um, you know, not – I mean, looking at it on a standpoint of not if this team got an injury, it would make it worse. But if this team got an injury, I feel like he could fill it um, with just his depth. And also the plug-and-play. Like if, if Antonio Brown does well and he goes in for Cooper Cup, um, that, that's already a, a pretty pretty big uptick. Um, the only thing that he's going to have to address, which I mean, as as of right now, is the Dak Prescott. Again, both of these teams, it's funny, they have elite quarterbacks that are both question marks. Um, but I, I looked at it and I think the people who Will could fill with on his on his bench um, are are better only because if he if he did get an injury to his running back's. He has somebody to fill it. His running backs are better only because, you know, you put two and two together. I think his two, is, uh, either Ezekiel Elliott, Derek Henry, whoever you want to put there, I do think both of them, you got to put re- some respect there and say they're better than Jonathan Taylor. They just, they're proven. So that, that that's really what pushed it over. But as what everybody's saying, man, scary teams going into the season. Um, but I, I they're going to get a loss from me each week. So it's fine. It's fine. I'm uh, Don't, don't come in don't come into my home stadium thinking i'm gonna bow down it ain't happening
0: all right anybody else got anything
2: uh, this is the year the NFC rises. So there's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's been rising for a minute, huh? <laughs> Slow and steady burn, my friend. Slow and steady burn.
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure the NFC has more championships. So there this is true. that.
2: This is true. Yeah, we have That's we a- have we have a will. You know, we'll I use him as so. our as our. Uh, <laughs> um.
5: I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I bring so my championship will, over with will, me, right? Will two, right, you do. One.
2: Angelo
1: was in the NFC, so that's four.
0: Well, we're um, talking AFC eight, now. No, 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 Angelo's no, no. in
1: the AFC this year. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, was yeah. In, he was that's in that. the NFC when he won. Nah, we ain't oh, playing well, we're ship. going off that
3: stat, then I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, got, we got four championships over on the NFC side.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. that trophy went easier to NFC. get it in the NFC. The road is definitely yeah. easier.
1: <laughs> and then in the AFC, it's what? McGuire, Connor, um, Alex. So, I mean, either yeah. way, it, it, Angelo Angelo's the tie. Right? I think Can so. I think somebody, I, Connor, um, Connor, Alex, oh, Ben. We're forgetting Ben. Oh, so Ben.
0: Connor, <laughs> Alex, Ben, um,
2: and for what? Maguire. For eight, you're talking NFC? Alex is in NFC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we
1: didn't count Alex. So uh, NFC has five, AFC has three. So,
2: uh, we don't have three. We, we we
1: have...
3: We've got
2: we've got four. It's four and three.
3: No, we've got Angelo, Ben, Connor, Maguire. There's four over here.
1: Oh, four and four then.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, I, I still put Angelo in the NFC. His championship was one over there.
3: Oh, no, um, then you it, gotta put on
1: the AFC players over here. <laughs> <no. laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, th- those, are, those are our power rankings. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I had a lot of fun doing the, doing this. So I think what we can do is maybe have some, like, I think, like a top 10 running backs, top 10 wide receivers. You know, I think that would be fun. Um, we'll definitely do a post-draft episode as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Good shit. Mm, yep. Podcasting was a lot of fun.
6: So yeah, yes. boys.
3: It's coming. Right. The Wait. countdown starts now. Get yourself ready.
1: <laughs> eight
3: days,
0: boys. Eight days. The, eight Connor's days.
2: clock's been broken this whole time. The countdown—it's been going,
5: guys. It's never yeah. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, link for uh, our merch in the description below.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah. uh, like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> and we would like
3: to—we'd uh, like to ask all of you to uh, stand with beer goggles as we fight against. In our fight cancer. to, as we
0: text fight against like erectile cancer. dysfunction,
1: um, you know, as, as every year we get older, the the more and more erectile dysfunction is on the horizon,
2: and <laughs> the higher our chances for prostate cancer.
6: Yeah. This is the way.
5: <laughs>
2: all right, this all right is the way.
5: Eight days, well, sixteen fun. hours, forty-eight minutes, and thirty-five seconds till draft. So. Ooh.
2: ooh. There it is. There, okay. it is. there it is.
5: There it is. We'll see you on. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday, and uh, bad
1: luck
0: to you all.
5: Copy that, Captain.